Hello, welcome to this episode of ESMRB podcast. My name is Moss Zhao. Today is World Cancer Day. We are very excited to have invited two cancer researchers who created one of the largest European glioma research network, Glioma MRI Imaging 2.0. Our speakers today are Dr. Esther Warnert of Erasmus MC in the Netherlands and Patricia Clement of Ghent University in Belgium. Welcome to the program. Could you briefly introduce your organization, Glioma MRI Imaging 2.0, to our audience? Yeah, hi, Moss. So uh, first of all, thank you very much for this opportunity uh, to uh, talk a little bit about Glimmer and um, uh, to the ESMRMB audience. And in particular, on this specific day, it's, of course, uh, an honor to, to be speaking. Um, so I do have to say there was a large group of people involved, and I'm not even going to try and name them all. Uh, to start get this uh, cost action going, but it was a, a process uh, of a, a couple of well, we had two iterations and then we got the funding. So we are a glioma MR imaging 2.0 or Glimmer, mm -hmm. and in our cost action, so we are really a network of European, mostly European-based uh, researchers and clinicians, and really any relevant stakeholders that have as a main aim to advance. MRI diagnostics for glioma, mm -hmm. the broadest aim, like the broadest aim potentially in the world. But uh, at the same time, um, I think it really covers that we ha really have a, a broad range of uh, researchers and clinicians on board. And that is also reflected by our five working groups. So we've divided the workloads uh, between um, five different working groups. The first one focuses on advanced imaging diagnostics, so really looking at new and the, the, hot, uh, the hot and happening imaging techniques to look at glioma or uh, brain tumors. Mm -hmm. We have a working group on um, uh, uh, data, um, uh, multi-site data integration. So this is of course in the era of big data, but also data sharing. Uh, and in particular in a disease or in a pathology like brain tumors that maybe locally you we're not able to generate large data sets, but of course, by the strength, you know, the strength is in numbers. So this mm -hmm. working group really focuses on, okay, how do we bring now, how do we bring together all the data that is acquired in all the centers that are uh, involved in the network? And how can we do this in a, in a safe, uh, in a GDPR, um, in, just in this age of data privacy, correct manner. Mm -hmm. uh, we then have a working group on clinical translation. Uh, they focus on, what kind of clinical trials are currently out there and how can we uh, also combine the knowledge and uh, all the works that are, are happening in the world at the moment, uh, in particular looking towards clinical translation of these new and novel techniques. Right. Uh, we then have two working groups that are a little bit more focused on um, organizing and, and getting uh, the message out there. The one is a working group on um, stakeholders so that's really to make sure that we do talk to the right people so that we do talk to patient organizations uh, if needed so we have included some of them as well in our in network but also of course we're talking about MRI so making sure that the major vendors uh, are for instance in uh, 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 presence as well Mm -hmm. And uh, finally, so the working group on dissemination, and this is being led by uh, Patricia, who is uh, with us uh, today as well. Um, right. She uh, chairs the group together with Joanna Pinto that really works on our newsletter, social media uh, outlets, uh, making sure that the word is out there. That's wonderful. 
And what are the exciting activities that your group has uh, has done so far? So within uh, Glimmer, we focus on bringing people together and we have done so already in the past, very successfully uh, by organizing some cool meetings. Uh, for example, in 2019, uh, Working Group 2 has organized a hackathon uh, in which they have been working on an informed consent, uh, which is compliant to GDPR as well as a uh, data uh, sharing agreement. And they have already translated in multiple languages at the moment, so it's a very usable tool, which is a result of this event. Um, also, we have um, had a session during the ESMRMB meeting in 2019, which was in Rotterdam. And we also organized an annual meeting um, in Malta, which, which, which was very successful. Um, you should ask our members about it, it was legendary. But then in 2020, of course, uh, things changed a little bit. So we started the year with some um, STSMs. Uh, an STSM is a short-term scientific mission during which um, young, mostly young researcher um, is allowed to go to another country and another lab um, to do a certain project, uh, which of course helps in um, creating new collaborations. Um, but after that, well, we had also um, the uh, worldwide pandemic, which is currently still going on. So we had to reinvent ourselves a little bit. And we have done that, for example, by organizing a webinar um, on DSC imaging and, for example, the annual meeting, uh, which is happening right now. Wonderful. Well, um, my next question is, um, what activities are you planning in the years ahead and how can people uh, take part in your activities? Right, so in, in the year ahead, um, well, uh, as, as we mentioned before, our network is there to network. So we really want to bring people together. And un unfortunately in these times, um, this is a bit difficult. So mm -hmm. I would like to yet uh, mention the short-term scientific missions that we do. This is a little bit of money you can apply for to do a lab exchange. So do keep an eye out on um, the website and the calls for this as well, because as soon as travel is feasible and safe, uh, this is certainly an opportunity that will open uh, again, um, even this year, hopefully. Um, however, we are planning to continue our line of activity. So today is day two of our uh, first virtual annual meeting. And we will know tomorrow if this is successful, but of course uh, we will be hosting an annual meeting next year as well. Uh, hopefully in real life again, but uh, if not, we will certainly go uh, virtual uh, as well. Um, but uh, we are also very lucky that we have a, a, a dedicated session on the upcoming ESM RMB meeting. So again, I think that will also be virtual, but um, this is one of the events uh, that we're planning this year as well. And yeah, just to reiterate, um, if there's anything that uh, we will be organizing and we can organize in real life, this will be on the website, this will be in the newsletter. Um, so this is certainly one of the things to keep an eye out for. Good. So some of our audience are actually early career researchers and what opportunities uh, are there for collaboration for early career researchers? Well, I would say that uh, joining our action is already a great opportunity for researchers because it allows you to um, gain some new contacts and uh, create some new collaborations with other uh, labs. But we have uh, two types of grants actually, which might um, help even more. 
So the first one is the STSM. Um, I already explained that an STSM is a short-term scientific mission, allowing young researchers to travel to another country for certain projects. Um, so we would uh, specifically advise any young researcher who wants to explore their, uh, their topic and want to get to know other people, um, we would advise them to apply for such a mission. And we also have something which is called an ITC grant. An ITC grant is a grant to join a conference uh, for members from an ITC country. An ITC country is an inclusiveness, inclusiveness target country. And those are the countries where there is um, at the moment more opportunity for research to grow. But the list is very long, so I will refer you to our website. So those two types of grants are um, actually specific, specifically um, meant for young researchers who want to explore uh, their boundaries. Um, today is actually World Cancer Day, um, February the 4th. Um, now, since our audience include not only researchers and uh, professionals in the industry, there might be some uh, patients as well. Uh, so how does MRI imaging play an important role in fighting against cancer or glioma, for example? Yeah, so I think uh, this is a, a question that also, in my opinion, has a multiple uh, multiple answers or a, a range of answers. But you know, you mentioned, for instance, what uh, for the patients and the, and the current patients, how does this matter? Well, I think um, uh, at the moment uh, and also in in the near future. Imaging alone will never be, you know, the the the, the only tool for diagnosis. Um, this will will require an interplay of, of all sorts of measurements. But what can where imaging can really help is to have an early and an accurate diagnosis. So, for instance, at the right. moment, the gold standard is uh, looking at a little bit of tissue of each of the tumor of, of the tumor to see what type of tumor you have. But in particular, in large uh, tumors, this can become um, uh, a little bit dependent on the location, making sure that you have the best diagnosis possible of the tumor. And there, imaging can play an important role, of course, because you know not only can we see where the tumor is, but hopefully in the future, in particular with the new biomarkers, we can also look at, we see where the tumor is, but we can also detect where in the tumor is the most aggressive part of the tumor. Right. So in, in um, um, guiding accurate diagnosis, and, and, and therefore also early diagnosis, uh, imaging can of course play an important role. And then I think what is also important and also you know, mentioning maybe not for the patient of today, but for the patient of tomorrow, um, in improved treatment strategies, uh, looking for uh, new treatments, um, immunotherapy for instance is a big, uh, uh, big field that there's a lot of research into now. Mm -hmm. Again, in order to test and in order to uh, follow whether the treatment is working or whether it's having the right effects, imaging there can play an important role as well. Uh, so having accurate follow-up, uh, giving you the information you need even for new treatment strategies. So I think I think uh, sort of integrated in the whole line of from you know, current treatment and diagnosis, but also in, in research, mm -hmm. imaging has a very important role to play and, and we should make sure that you know, we do the best imaging we can in each of these steps. Right. This is fantastic. I think, um, I mean, uh, in the future, we'll really be able to close the loop from um, early diagnosis to uh, treatment and even to uh, follow up and make the entire process a, a personal um, 
treatment and the personal um, experience. Right, um, and, and I understand, uh, Patricia, that you are leading the, uh, the group of research communication and dissemination, and, uh, and also uh, as an organization, you are a very open and inclusive group. And so how can people um, such as other researchers or um, professionals in the, in the industry or even uh, the media or patients uh, to be part of your organization? Well, it's actually quite easy. You just uh, get in touch with us. Uh, we have a really cool website, which is called uh, glimmer.eu. And on that website, you can find a contact, contact page. And it's quite easy. Just type in a message there and you, uh, your message will surely um, get to us and we can contact you back. But you also have some social media accounts, which uh, we advise you to follow. So we have an uh, Twitter account, and we also have an Instagram account. And also everybody who is on our mailing lists um, will receive newsletters and all latest news and calls as well. So if you want to um, want to know more about this, just Google us at glimmer.eu. That's wonderful. Our audience will be very excited to join your organization and foster strong collaborations between ESMRB and your group. Thank you very much for coming to our podcast. We wish you all the best with your research.